Who would who would play me in the movie of my life? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Connor had no hesitation. Connor just knew. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 55, recorded on December 5th, 2021. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we live code a solution to a leak code problem in C++. This is part one of a two-part episode where, in next week's episode, we'll solve the same problem, but in BQN. Nice shorts, by the way. Those are nice shorts. I'm admiring your shorts. I'm wearing shorts? Yeah, I was admiring your shorts. I like them. They're a good color. Yeah, Lululemon, baby. Yeah. Although, it's winter. Why are you wearing shorts? Oh, it's toasty in my apartment. I haven't even turned the heater on. <laughs> what is toasty? What is to and, and, and if you give it to me in Celsius, I'm not going to be amused. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how warm it is in my apartment. I have no idea. But not cold enough to require me uh, wearing pants. Are we recording? Is this? Are we good? Are we good to go? Of course, I'm recording. Yes, All right, recording. here we go, Bryce. Are you ready? I also. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> In celebration. So I got too thirsty because Bryce was like 17 minutes late. Uh, late. I was savoring a cupcake. I sent you a polite message informing you that I was savoring a cupcake. That's true. I'm not sure how that took 17 minutes, but. I had to open my grapefruit bubbly that I was waiting, but because we're celebrating, because we're celebrating, Bryce, I got another bubbly, and this one's lime. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Episode, what episode is this? This is episode, like, 56. Woo! Right there, baby. Right there. All right, so, so, so a couple, couple things. One, clearly you've never savored a cupcake before. Mm. Um, I'll have to change that. Uh, two, what are we celebrating? Oh, yeah. So remember two episodes ago, I said, oh, I'm not going to get to update the listener on how my 10K race goes because we're going to be talking to the Nieblers. But yeah. I didn't realize that was next weekend. So we're recording today. And I did a 10K in Toronto yesterday and a 10K in Vancouver seven days ago. And I smashed my personal record by two minutes Previously, it was 37.23, and it is now 35.29. Wow. Woo! That's pretty, that is a pretty good 10K time, folks, let me tell you. It's, uh, yep, it's good. And uh, I was beat by a 14-year-old. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, congrats to Steph. Uh, I got to admit, I was running <laughs> alongside him in second place, like tied for second from like kilometer two and a half to five. And I thought... This kid's running way too fast. He's going to gas out. And then at the five-kilometer mark, I'm the one that is starting to gas out, and then he just, like, runs away. And I'm like, I got to reassess where I'm at. Someone told me later I should have got his autograph because he's probably going to end up in, like, the Olympics or something later on. <laughs> which is a good point. So, wait, did you, did you finish second in this 10K? Mm, that 10K uh, that was in Vancouver, I finished third uh, because, uh... yeah, the 14-year-old the – beat me yep um, i have not i haven't ridden my bike i mean i'm i spin in the gym but i haven't ridden my bike since october because it's cold but good news my uh so, something like happened when i came back from florida my like cold 
uh, adaptivity kicked in. And like, I've been like walking around in like, you know, a t-shirt the past few days. And I've been like, you know what? I, I, now I remember what it was like to be cold in New England as a kid. And I kind of like it. It's not that bad. So something just, something just kicked in. No to the cold. We don't like the cold. No, I, I do like the cold. I do like the cold. I just, it just took me a little while to get used to, uh, uh, the cold and, uh, and remember that I did like it. Oh, I got my, uh, hang on. Let's see. I got my COVID booster today. Ooh, how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling fine thus far. Uh, my, my arm's a little bit sore. I imagine I'm going to feel not, not as good tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But what about you? You've got, you, you got your booster yet? Have they given out boosters in Canada? Uh, I know that uh, my grandmother got her booster in Vancouver months ago, at least. Um, so I know that they are giving them out. But definitely, I don't think um, it's, you know, white dudes in their 30s are <laughs> allowed to, to get them yet. Um, at least if at least I haven't heard anything about it. Um, and I would have heard because I've been first through the door every opportunity they've when they've opened it up for me to get it. So, well, you should move on down to move on down to America and you can get yourself a COVID booster. Um. Yeah, we'll think about it. I mean, I've got a race <laughs> in Austin, Texas. Uh, Wait, on... you're going to Austin, Texas? I know. Yeah. So that's the thing. I'm not sure I'm going because of Omicron. Um, and uh, it's on January 23rd. We're recording this. Today is what the December 5th. Um. Yeah. So depending on how things unfold, Connor, it's like 2022. Like, has that hit you yet? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, it's like 2022. Like, that's the year that it basically is. I mean, that is, that is one plus 2021. You're not, you're not, you're not <laughs> understanding. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Break it down like, for me, Bryce. Break it down for me. In my mind, last year was like 2011. 2011? Yeah. Like, where did like the past 10 years go? We're like old men now. <laughs> 2011 Remember? feels like doesn't feel like yesterday. It feels like three decades ago for me. Yeah, it do, it do, it is starting to feel that way. Like in 2011, I guess it depends on what month you want to choose. But like I was in like halfway through university, I had moved to Toronto for the first time and was working for an insurance company called John Hancock, which is a at the time it was a subsidiary of Manulife. I mean, that's what I did for eight months of that year. In 2011, like, that, that, was my, that was my second, that was my first year at LSU. So I had just come back from my first time at the supercomputing conference, which was in Seattle. Um, and that was like the third tech conference I went to. I'd already been to the, I, fun fact, most people think that the first conference that I went to is BoostCon 2011, because I talk about how it was such a life-changing experience for me. But actually, I went to... Linux, the Linux Foundation Collaboration Summit, um, or some, some, it was something with that sort of title um, in San Francisco, like a month before that, to talk about compiling the Linux kernel with uh, Clang and LLVM. Um, and I met, I met Marshall Clow at the Linux uh, Foundation Summit thing. And then I went to BoostCon 2011, and I also saw Marshall Clow, and they were like two very different communities. So I was just like, Oh, this guy just goes to every tech conference. <laughs> what was the first conference that you spoke at? 
that that Linux um, uh, foundation. That oh God, I, I won't remember what the name is, but that Linux uh, Foundation Collaboration Summit was the first conference I spoke in at. 2011. Yeah, yeah, it was the first conference I attended. The first Damn. one I spoke at because they wanted me to talk about um, uh, LLVM compiling LLVM compiling Linux with LLVM. That's that's um, crazy. But, but, but hang on, but you spoke at the first conference that you went to. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that like so ten years ago for you, you were sort of already in the C plus plus community. I was in a whole different uh, education path slash career path. I didn't speak or go to a tech conference until 2019, which was two yeah, years I ago. Know. I so know. Like, I remember. I was there poking <laughs> you with a stick, making you speak. <laughs> it's just crazy to think that. Of the last decade, like 80% of it wasn't doing any of the stuff, but like you skip back a decade and you were, you were starting that, like it's, it's, uh, we do share a lot, you know, we've mentioned this a couple of times about our first languages, TI basic and quasi dropping out. I mean, you actually did drop out or kick, got kicked out and (laughs) I kind of got kicked. Anyways, there's a lot of similarities, but when you look, when you compare the last decade and where we were at. That's totally different. Um, yeah. I was not expecting you to say, oh, I, I, like for some reason I thought you were going to say, oh, my first time I spoke was like at, you know, CppCon 2015 or 16 or something. Cause I feel like that's the first YouTube talk that I've seen. No, like there, that goes there, that far a, back. There, there is somewhere a recording of the first talk that I gave at BoostCon, not the first, not the talk I gave at the, the Linux Foundation thing. Um, there is a recording of that talk that I gave it. BoostCon somewhere, uh, but like very well hidden because it was bad. I stayed up. I, I was up until 4 a.m. the night before. It was an 8 a.m. talk because I was still making slides. And I, I recall I made a bunch of really bad Star Wars references. <laughs> yeah, that was a Is this a on rough... YouTube? Is this on YouTube? It might be on YouTube. All right. If it, and what year is this? What year is this? BoostCon 2011. I was talking about um, uh, Boost Spirit U-Tree. Um, wow. uh, which was uh, an a AST data type for uh, Boost Spirit, which is a parser framework, which is the first, not, not the first thing I worked on in Boost, but a project that I rapidly gravitated towards. Because um, when I, my first exposure to Boost was I was using it for this, you know, as I, we've discussed before, I, you know, started learning to program to write this game. Um, and then I got, you know, I learned about Boost because I was using it for this, game project and um i very quickly got sidetracked working on you know boost um the thing that i for my first exposure to boost was boost string algorithms split um i don't remember why i needed it but it was a text-based game that i was working on they're called muds multi-user dungeons or dimensions and uh i think i was using boost string algos split to do some tokenization of input lines um and there was some bug in it, and I like reported the bug and like sent a patch to fix the bug. Um, but then, I think from there, somebody must have told me to use Boost Spirit instead for my parsing needs, and like that's sort of how I I got from submitting this bug about um, Boost format or Boost Boost string algorithm split to um, uh, working on Boost Spirit. Um, and then that's that's how I met Hartmut Kaiser because he you know while he's known these days as being the guy who uh, runs the HPX project, the Parallel Runtime, um, he was also one of the maintainers and founders of Boost Spirit. 
And so that's how we initially connected was that I was contributing to Boost Spirit. And then that's, you know, I randomly asked him for a job on IRC, having never met him. And that's when he said, you should fly on down to Louisiana. Yeah. Damn, ma'am. You got started so early. I, it was, it was really, it was really weird. I, um, I like started learning C++ and then three months later I was like, I had like commit access to Boost. <laughs> And then three months after that, I was, um, you know, I was the the, the release um, manager for one of the Boost Spirit releases. And then, like, three months after that, I was speaking at BoostCon. And then three months after that, I was at LSU. And then three months after that, Hartmut and I were starting our own research group. And I had, like, more responsibilities than, than I... Uh, I, I should have had as a 19 or 20 year old college dropout. It was a very, it was a very crazy period of my life. <laughs> they should make a movie. I'd watch it. I, I, I would watch it too. Who would, who would play me in the movie of my life? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Connor had no hesitation. Connor just knew. I just, oh, it's, it's funny too, because like I did not have that pre prepared, but like it's, it's, uh, if we're playing like the young version though, unfortunately he's a bit too old now, but like, no, 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 but like y- young Shia LaBeouf would be perfect. Yeah, would he, he would absolutely be perfect. Um, God, I don't know why that qu- came to mind so quickly. Who would um, play you? Hmm. I don't know. A young Tom Cruise. I was I was thinking Brad Pitt. I was thinking Brad Pitt. Brad Tom, Pitt. Tom Cru- yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's generous of you, Bryce. Uh. <laughs> you are a very good looking, a very good looking individual. I mean, that's. Uh... I mean, I, I mean, you said that's very generous of you, but you, but you led with Tom Cruise. So <laughs> uh, that's only because there was a girl in university that called me Tom. Because she said I look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, speak, speaking of girls, speaking of girls. All right, well, we should probably, we should probably uh, get to the podcast. We can, we can do something real brief to round out our talking about whatever we were talking about um, by doing another real brief leak code in BQN if you want. Um, it's, a, okay, yeah, yeah. it's a very short solution, and I was just – I was so in love with it um, – I've just been I've been on a, a tear lately. But let me share screens first. And actually, maybe we'll do it. We'll see how quickly we can do this. What is it? Eight six thirty seven. We probably chatted for fifteen minutes. Let's see if we can solve this in both C. I'll type, you tell me what to type in Godbolt. Oh yeah. So here's the here's the problem. Yeah. Find or do you want to read it? I'll read it. Uh, find target indices after sorting array. You're given a zero index integer array nums and a target element target. A target index is an Whoa. index. Okay. All a right. target index is an index i such that uh, the index of your array nums is equal to the target. And the question asks you to return a list of the target indices of your array nums after sorting nums in non-decreasing order. Um, and if there's no target indices, just return an empty list. So, for example... I'm if, so confused. If your so list confused. is 1, 2, 5, 2, 3, and your target is 2, 
after sorting your uh, array nums, it would be one, two, two, three, five. And then you just need to return all the indices that are equal to your target value. So because two is your target value, that corresponds to index one and index two. All right, I understand. You're only ever given one target? Correct, one target. Um, and so the second example is the same list, one, two, five, two, three. Your target now is three. And if you sort this, once again, it's one, two, two, three, five. And the three is in index three, so that's your answer. The third example is uh, target equal to five, same list. If you sort it, five is going to be the last number in the list, which will be equal to index four. And then if your target is four, that value doesn't show up in one, two, five, two, three. So you end up with an empty list. Let's head over to, so let's copy. Let's copy. Or actually, we can do it straight in here. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Um, let's zoom in and change this to auto. Um, so we've got target indices as a function. It takes a vector of Why is, of there, why is there a class here? I'm, I'm so um, That's just the way that it works for leak code. That's um, silly. It should be a function. And who, actually... Who do, I, who, do I, who do I call about that? <laughs> the leak code folks. Um, so like Java nonsense. How do you want to solve this, man? What do you want to do? Well, so I mean, my first thought is that we want to sort the array, but Damn. I was actually I was actually wondering whether we could. Um, I wonder if they <laughs> have. We uh, avoid that. I wonder uh, if they have um, C plus plus twenty. What do yeah. you think? So I, I mean, I mean, obviously we have to sort the array, but I I'm just wondering whether we can whether we can somehow. Or we have to go. We have to perform the work that would be involved in sorting the array. But I wonder whether whether um, calling std sort is actually the the best way to do this. Connor tried calling std ranges sort um, and discovered that leak code. Yeah, I think they only have C plus seventeen. Have C plus plus twenty, which is not shocking to me, given that the like leak code structure for a problem is like very clearly like nineties um, object oriented C plus uh, plus no offense to anybody that works at leak code, but a little bit of offense was intended. <laughs> <laughs> so we've sorted our array. What do we want to do next? Come back up to the problem. Actually, you know what? We definitely we're switching. We're switching to C, We're switching to Gobbled because I want C plus plus 20. I ain't messing around. So you want to find, I mean, call std find. Why do we need std find? We'd, we'd call std find because we need to figure out where the, uh, we, need, we need to find the first element in the sorted list that matches um, the target. And what we really need is like a, equal range something like that it's not an algorithm it is an algorithm there we go see i know stuff uh i guess we need to do include range although yeah, yeah. forget find we should just be calling equal range right which is not actually uh, a c plus plus 20 thing equal range was an algorithm uh pre c plus plus 20 um, before there was, you know, a notion of ranges in the language, um, or a no, a no, the notion of ranges in the language that we currently have. 
but equal range, you give it, um, you give it a, a pair of iterators and a value, and it returns you a pair of iterators, which is um, all the elements uh, that are equal to the value, and it expects that the input sequence is partially ordered with respect to the value, um, which is going to be the case here because we've we've done this sort. Wait, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, we only we only need to sort until I'm not convinced that we need to sort the entire array, right? Because we only need to like sort up until we've gotten to gotten to the, the 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 target that we're looking for. And I'm wondering if there's some clever sorting algorithm that lets us only sort. Um, so what is this going to return? This is going to return us probably a pair. Pair, yeah, a pair. Whoa, 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 whoa. what are you doing? Do you, shouldn't we be destructuring that? They're going to be iterators, but yeah, we probably can do that. So let's do first. Well, okay, so, so so we have the iterators, and it, it wants us to return the indices. Yeah. Um, well, then uh, we're going to take those iterators. Those are going to be random access iterators, so we can just... Um, we can just we can just do some some pointer arithmetic. Um, so yeah, we have currently we have stood colon colon ranges colon colon sort, and then we've got structured bindings. Uh, F comma L equals stood colon colon ranges colon colon equal range, and if we dereference both F and L, it gives us the values two and three, and so now we just need to get the indices which correspond to basically what yeah so so what we need to do is we need to um just do some some iterator arithmetic here yeah yeah sure you can call distance sure um oh you just want to figure out like how many there are sure fine that's okay um i have i have no objection with that oh actually we can <laughs> we can um we can use iota here that was what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because because if if the answer is more than one element, um, then it's going to be they're going to be consecutive. Um, so we just need to figure out um, we just need to figure out the starting value for iota, which is going to be um, the distance from uh, the beginning of uh, the input to that first element that we found. Um, and the, we want, I, we will want iota for, um, or the, the, the size of the output is going to be because we'll, we'll just, we'll just, yeah, 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 I see what you're doing there. So you're, you're creating a stood vector with default initialized ints. Um, and then, uh, uh, and you figure out how many there are by taking the distance of, from the, the, uh, start of the equal range, to the end of the equal range. Um, and then it, that start should be S there. Um, I'm doing, not doing a great job of explaining this for the listener. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's, there's two things that you got to figure out here, um, which is how many, um, how many indices are you returning? And you do that by computing the distance between the, the, iterator to the start of the equal range and the iterator to the end of the equal range. And then you need to figure out what is the first indices index that you're returning. 
Um, and you figure that out by computing the distance from the first iterator in the input to the first iterator that, that matched the first iterator of the equal range. Um, and then you create a vector of n elements, which is however many elements uh, uh, you've determined are in this equal range. Um, and then you do a std iota on that vector, and the initial value for the iota is the distance from uh, that starting distance that you computed, which was the distance from uh, the beginning uh, iterator to the input to the first iterator from the equal range. Yeah, that made sense to me. I'm not sure that anybody that's listening is going to follow mean, anything I think, that I just said. I think said. it was pretty clear. You know, you sort, you stood range of sort, then you stood range as equal range. Then you, yeah, you have to do a little sort of figuring out what is the index of the start of your equal range. And then you need to create a vector and then use iota to fill the indices using that sort of start. Um, but but do, you, do you really need to sort the entire thing? You don't need to sort it at all, technically. But, I mean, this is the direction I was hoping you'd go because it's, it's I mean, if you look yeah, at the well, input. Well, hey, 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 in my defense, the first thing I said is, well, my, my, my intuition is to sort it, but I'm wondering if we don't have to do that. So when you tell me later that I don't need to actually sort this thing, I just want it on the record that my first <laughs> gut reaction was, I don't think we have to sort this. Yeah. The, the, the reason that I don't think that we need to sort this and that it's inefficient to sort this is... Um, you don't care about the order of the things after the the target index. You don't even really care about the order before either. Right. That's that also is true. Right, 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 right. All you care about all you care about is how many are in each of those those groups. Exactly. Exactly. So you can technically do this in lin in linear time. Um, but do we use partition here? I mean, if I were going to solve it in the linear time method, I just do two count ifs. Count if less, count if equal. Then you've got your values that you need in order to use iota. Walk me through that. So, so here are your target values two. Count if less than two is gonna give you one. And then count How if you? equal. <laughs> what? Bastard, that's yeah. very clever. And then count if equal gives you, you're basically, so, so here in our solution that we're looking at, we have n, which is the number of equal elements, and then start, which is the distance between the equal range, beginning of the equal range, result of equal range, and the start of the array. You can get those two values by just doing count ifs with uh, lambdas, one that checks less than target value, one that checks equal to. However, I'm glad you went with the sort because we're going to hop over to BQN now, and we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines, but you know, you could code golf this if we had access to like Thrust's um, uh, counting iterator. We could just we could reduce the last three lines into a single line with a range constructor and sort of creating this in place in a constructor instead of having to call well, it yeah, iota. Why, why aren't we Why aren't we returning an iota view here? Um, because the question asks you to turn a vector, and those are well, not the, implicitly. The, the, the question is ill-formed. <laughs> you the can't question, do anything with the views. The question meant to, to, to ask you to return uh, a view. Or that's, a range. that's true. We can, we can uh, let's see what happens if we go, we delete these last three lines and we go return uh, stood, is it views or view? View um, iota. And we're going to go with start and start plus 
n. And you said it was views, but um, actually maybe that's because I'm not including the range header. Compiling, compiling. And it looks like that is correct. So yeah, we've, we've reduced it. If we loosen the restrictions of this to one, two, three, four, five lines of code, first one sort, second one is ranges equal range. Um, then there's two stood distances to get n and start, and then we're returning a views iota using start and start plus n. So not too bad, five lines, pretty, pretty nice in my opinion. Um, sure, there's more performant code uh, doing the linear stuff, but I like this solution quite a bit. And now let's do, go and do something similar in BQM. So let's hop over to our next-gen APL. Stay tuned for part two next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and have a great day.